Welcome, welcome, and I'm back. I'm here. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and I'm back. Back for another episode. Back kind of quick, quicker than usual. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm about to pick up the pace. So yeah, I'm about to really pick up the pace. Definitely going to bring you more episodes in a quicker fashion. Um, tonight, I got a very vulnerable episode for you. Uh, this episode is titled, You Can't See Me, Corn Theme. <laughs> yeah, Corn Theme. Because that's how I feel, you know, um, even before 2020, uh, I just had this feeling, and I said this before on the podcast, I just had this feeling that, you know, um, this was going to be a, a defining moment or defining year for me, 2020. I had that feeling uh, towards the end of 2019. I just knew um, I was going to have to come down to making a lot of decisions and, um, uh, you know, uh, not a lot of decisions, but some decisions, some changes. Um, I didn't know what they were going to be, what they was going to be, uh, relationships I had with people, uh, ways of thinking. Um my motivation, my consistency with things. I just knew it was going to be something that, you know, was going to change and I was going to have to make a decision on. But I, I thought it was just going to be a personal defining moment slash year for me. I didn't think it was going to be the whole world. But, you know, I guess I was thinking too small. The feeling that I was getting was was too small. Granted, you know, it's June right now, and you know we six months in to twenty twenty and <laughs> I've definitely you know had to sit down and you know think a lot of think about a, a lot of things um my ways of thinking about stuff uh had to deal with past stuff um Healing, past healings, past traumas and stuff like that. So this year has been very interesting, not only on a personal level, but on a collective. <laughs> but um, let me start out with what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, this is Thursday night. Um, Thursday, uh, June. Well, shoot. It's actually Friday now because it's, it's past midnight. June 26th, um, I'm drinking I'm drinking wine tonight, you know, it's, it's past 12, I still got telework tomorrow, so I'm just keeping it light. Um, I decided to record tonight, though, because um, for one, I was feeling it, and I wanted to be able to just have the weekend, you know, um, free to myself. Um, to, you know, just to sit back, relax, and, you know, enjoy the weekend. 
because I've really been enjoying my weekend since all this quarantine and stuff been going on. Just because I ain't have to, you know, you don't have to be worried about having plans or making plans or worry about, you know, showing up for things and stuff like that. I could just chill, sit back, relax, do what I want to do, hang around the house, blast music, dance, um, meditate. Excuse me, I'm starting to burping early, y'all. Starting to burping early. Um, yeah, I get a lot of people talking about me burping on on the mic, but it's because I'm drinking and smoking, so you know that that that'll cause you to have a little gas. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm drinking wine tonight, and it's my favorite wine. I had it a few times on the show. It's uh, San Antonio. Cardinal American Sweet Red Wine. It's my favorite wine right now. I put a lot of people on to this junk, so, you know. Um, what I'm smoking is, uh, this is what I was smoking on the last show, what was it? Luritan Drew Estate um, Gourmet Blended Cigars. And speaking of my drink and cigar choice for tonight, um... I definitely have decided that, you know, since everything that's going on in the world with um, the Black Lives Matter protests and stuff like that and all that stuff that's going on, that I'm going to put more focus into uh, having black-owned alcohol companies and cigar companies. for when I do the show. So I already started by ordering a bottle of Uncle Nearest whiskey. And um, if you don't already know, Uncle Nearest was the guy who actually uh, invented the Jack Daniels uh, whiskey. But I'll go more into that story when I actually have the bottle with me when I record. But, you know, if you... Eager to learn about who Uncle Nurse was, just look it up, and you'll learn who he was. Um, but, yeah, I ordered that bottle already. It should be here by the time I record again. Um, and I'm still looking at uh, black-owned cigar companies to uh, purchase from. So, you know, I'll keep you abreast of that when I record um, yeah, what's going on in the world is, you know, black people are still being killed by the police. And it seems like ever since George Floyd was murdered, that more black people have been getting killed since then. And, you know, more stuff has been popping up and it's just, it's just crazy. You know, it's, it's exhausting because honestly, I haven't really been watch, I haven't been watching the news at all. Um, I just had to, I just had to take a break and I haven't been, excuse me, I haven't been on social media like that looking at the stuff because it's it's just exhausting. I just needed a break from it. And that's one thing about being black, you know what I'm saying? We got to deal with this stuff every day, no matter what. We never get a break from it. But, you know, black people still getting killed. Black people still out here wanting to be seen and heard by the government, by white folk, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say too much about that right now, because like I said, 
I'm just exhausted. I'm straight exhausted. Um, but like I said, um, this episode is titled, You Can't See Me, Quarantine. <laughs> and I got a new microphone, by the way, so if you can hear stuff in the background, that's because this mic is damn good. So I know you probably heard me scratching out. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Scratching out stuff on my outline, but <laughs> yeah, this mic is good. Um, yeah. You can't see me. Quarantine. And like I was saying, you know, back in 2019, I already had a feeling that 2020 was going to be a defining moment slash defining year for me. But it, it ended up not only being a defining moment and year for me, but also the collective. <laughs> and once 2020 came and, you know, they started up with all the quarantine and the stay-at-home orders and stuff like that, I just knew it. And I tweeted it out and I was saying that a lot of people are going to have to sit down and face who they are, who they aren't, um, face stuff that they've been trying to run away from, you know, face things they be trying to heal from. And I knew I wasn't excluded, but I was expecting it, you know, by the simple fact that I'm already going through the process of, you know, dealing with healing from childhood um, traumas and stuff like that and dealing uh, with um, my depression in the past and you know dealing with anxiety social anxiety and stuff like that so I was already expecting it because I know you know the way that life works that it's always going to be a revolving door of healing (laughs) always a revolving door of healing you know um so I feel like everybody has their quarantine, <laughs> their quarantine, what they're going to actually be dealing with during this time of, you know, sitting your ass down, being at rest, being forcibly at rest, and having to, you know, deal with yourself, not having things to to run to and, you know, you can't go out, you can't do this and that, you know, so you're actually going to have to sit down and deal with yourself. And I'll be honest, hey, um, you're going to have to deal with yourself. And I, and I truly felt that. And I go to therapy um, twice a month. So I deal with... Um, things you know on a consistent basis and that's pretty much what this uh episode is about it it was something that was already you know presented itself to me um but I got in you know I got into it with my my therapist we had a conversation I got into it in a negative way but we got into the topic of um this actual episode and it the therapy session was heavy because like once I finished that session, I was just like my energy was depleted. 
like for for like a, a couple of hours. I had to take a nap and everything. I was just like, damn, you know, because I had to, you know, I had to face things. I had to come to a lot of conclusions on things, and you know, um, and just it just overwhelmed me. And I know I'm vulnerable on a lot of episodes of the podcast, but I'm not gonna lie. I was definitely um, nervous about sitting down and actually talking about this episode because even though, you know, I'm very open about my past history with depression and, you know, how I deal with anxiety off and on, this stuff still is very embarrassing to me at times. It depends on, you know, what day you catch me on, you know. But it takes it takes a while, especially when something like this particular topic is something that I feel very strongly that I hate. I hate the fact that you know I'm in this position to to feel this way or to have these these emotions or look at things the way that I look at based off of, you know, this this particular topic. It's embarrassing for me, particularly because I'm a man and, you know, the the stigma around being a man and particularly a black man is you got to be strong and you got to have quote-unquote tough skin and all that other BS because it's BS. It's, it's straight-up BS. But, um... And it was interesting because... This whole topic, or my quarantine, as I was saying, actually was the theme of a few of the, a couple of the planets that were, that are actually in retrograde at this point in time. Well, one is still in retrograde. The other one just went direct yesterday. And um, one of the planets that's in retrograde right now is Neptune. And that one just recently went into uh, retrograde. And, excuse me, I'm going to read a a little bit about, you know, the particular aspect of Neptune being in retrograde and what it's going to bring out um, in the world and what it's representing. And it says right here, it says, Neptune inspires us to let go of the need to define ourselves and explore different ways of being. Um, This planet gives us permission to express all our personality traits, even if they are contradictory. During this retrograde cycle, Neptune invites us to think about the characters we have been playing in our lives. Um... Do they still reflect our true essence or are they simply what others expect from us? And the other planet was uh, Venus. Venus just went um, direct uh, yesterday, June 25th. And they say Venus is the planet of relationships. Uh, It reflects how we relate with others and with ourselves. It is associated with self-love, self-worth, and with our values, which determine our priorities and the choices we make. That's very interesting. 
Um, and this is stuff you can all look up, type it in Google. And I always be trying to tell people, like, this is astrology and the planets and stuff like that. Stuff ain't no joke. This stuff controls us. If, a, if you know, the moon, sun, all that, we get energy from these, these planets, these stars and stuff, you know. So this stuff ain't no joke. Um, it says, uh, any Venus transit highlights the need to find a balance between the energy directed towards the self and the energy spent relating to the external world. We are also inspired to come back to unconditional love, both towards ourselves and towards others. And basically, um, the theme of, you know, Venus, you know, being the planet of relationships and stuff like that is basically saying that, you know, relationships are mirrors, you know, and that's, that's one thing that I've said on the podcast before is that, you know, uh, life is about relationships, you know, um, if you really sit down and pay attention, life is about relationships, not just the, the relationships you have the intimate relationships you have with a significant other, but the relationships you have at work, the relationships that you have with your friends, your family, um, you know, your close relatives, your extended relatives, people on the street that you pass by, and most importantly, the relationship that you have with yourself. You know, and that's that's one relationship that we we don't put enough effort into, enough attention towards is our relationship with ourselves. Because that's the most important relationship. That's the relationship that dictates the other relationships. And that's something that I had to come to learn over the past few years, you know, since I've been going to therapy. And I was, I started going to therapy back in uh, 2013, 2014. I'm on my second therapist now, and, you know, with both therapists, the focus has been on my relationships, you know, my relationships with my parents, how I was brought up, and how, you know, the things that I dealt with as a child, how they manifested in my adult life today, and, you know, the... the uh, all the aspects of your childhood that you have to heal from trauma or neglect, uh, lack of love, whatever it is, that's, that's basically your inner child. And, you know, I've had the episode, previous episode, Childish Inside, that spoke on particularly the inner child. But you did, like, you deal with your inner child every day, every day. Because anytime you get offended, anytime you get triggered by something, anytime you have some type of joy, happiness, or whatever, you know, that all stems from your, your inner child. You know, how you were brought up, the things that you loved, the things that, you know, made you feel bad, things you hated, you know, all that, you know, all that good stuff. And I say all that good stuff because... 
even with me dealing with my inner child, some beautiful things has come out of that, the healing process of, of the inner child. And that's pretty much what this episode is about. When I talk about you can't see me, the quarantine, that's my quarantine. My quarantine is you can't see me. And what I mean by that is I've had like a, such a difficult time with feeling as though people don't see me. People don't see me. People don't hear me. You know, they don't appreciate me. They don't respect me. All of that. And I've dealt with that in damn near every relationship that I've ever had. Whether it's intimate, work, friends, family, every relationship I've dealt with that. I felt like that I wasn't seen. I felt like I wasn't seen. I wasn't heard. wasn't appreciated. wasn't, you know, loved. All that good stuff. It shows up in it shows up in every relationship that I have or or have ever had, and it all stems from my childhood. All stems from my childhood, and even before my therapy session, my therapy session was on June twenty third, and that was Tuesday. But even before that that therapy session, you know, I was getting heavy into. Um, my meditating, I was meditating, I'm, I've been meditating twice a day so far. And, you know, that's one of the, the beautiful things that I love about being able to stay home and telework is I get to do whatever the hell I want to do while I work at the same time. But I meditate, I've been meditating twice a day and I've been putting more focus on my inner child from my previous therapy session. Um that I had before the one that I had this week. And I've been doing a lot of inner child meditation. And I've been putting more focus on that because, um, and like I already previous said about the, you know, the planets in retrograde. So I wasn't surprised that this was my quarantine at this particular moment. But not even at this moment. This is, this is my quarantine. Because despite my depression, despite my anxiety and stuff like that, there's other things that that play a part in the depression and the anxiety. But the majority of, of that comes from me feeling like I haven't been seen. And I feel like everybody has their quarantine. If you sit down and really think about what's been going on since you've been sitting your ass at home, What's been going on? What's been popping up consistently? And this has been my quarantine. This has been the quarantine beyond just this year. But it's been the quarantine because I've really had to put a focus on it. And before the therapy session that I had Tuesday, like, like I said, I was been I've been um meditating twice a day, been doing the inner child meditations and stuff like that. And despite what people think or not, you know, you get messages, you get confirmations and stuff like that in your dreams sometimes. So 
you know, if you if you dream a lot and you partially remember dreaming and stuff like that, make sure you have a dream journal because there's messages in your dreams. Because I believe it was two days before my therapy session, I had a dream that I was outside of my one of my childhood homes and I was um, the young age that I was when I was growing up in, in that home. And I stood out in front of the house and was yelling at the top of my lungs. Excuse me. Why don't you see me? You know, I was I was yelling out. Excuse me. I was yelling out all of my pain at the top of my lungs in that dream. And I had two dreams that night. After that dream, I had another dream where I was in my current house right now, and I was in my living room. I was having a conversation with somebody else, and the conversation was about what part of you, what what part of you is the best person for your younger self. And I remember in that dream, I was like, I don't know. I don't think I'm I'm there yet. I don't think I'm I don't think I've gotten to the point of whoever this whoever dirt I've come to be growing growing up has gotten to the point yet where I am the person to I guess, um, protect my younger self or take care of my younger self or, you know, reassure my younger self. And, and those, those dreams, like, even when I told my therapist, you know, she was wild by it because of how, you know, relevant they were to, you know, my whole... my whole healing process and we had you know a long conversation about just that about me feeling like I'm not seen and how it manifested where it started from and how it manifested into my adult life um And like I already said, it started from my childhood, and I've had a lot of dreams about that particular house that I grew up in. And I had a lot of great, great moments um, when I was growing up in that area, in that area. But I also had a lot of traumatic moments where I felt uh, a lot of rejection. Um, neglect and stuff like that. Uh, not any fault to, you know, my parents or my sibling or whatever, you know, because all this stuff is just a cycle, you know. This this stuff is is basically learned behavior and then like my parents was going through stuff, you know. So 
at the point I'm at now, I'm an adult. There's no need to put any blame on them because it's my responsibility to do the work that I need to do to heal and to reparent myself, reparent my inner child. But I had a lot of um, situations where I felt rejection. I felt neglect. I felt not seen. I didn't necessarily feel uh, loved. I didn't feel appreciated. You know, I didn't get the attention that I needed. So those things going on without being healed manifested into my adult life. And it being that it started from my earliest relationships, you know, (laughs) it's going to happen in every relationship that I ever had, no matter who it is. And we talked about how, you know, particularly like um, separating uh, my parents, you know, I had um, with my dad, you know, how my relationship with my dad when I was a child manifested into how I deal with other men now as far as um, not necessarily feeling um, respected, finding my voice and my confidence and stuff like that, because um, I consider myself an alpha male, so when it comes to dealing with other alpha males, it's always this kind of uh, bumping heads with that, and lately, man, my dad has been, have been getting uh, closer and you know, uh, easy. it's been easier for me and him to have conversations and stuff like that. So my confidence has been building up, particularly dealing with other alpha males and stuff like that. Now it's to the point where um, I have the confidence and the... Um, I'm going to just stick with confidence. I have the confidence to not keep myself in situations that I don't feel as though that I'm being disrespected or, you know, not not appreciated or respected as another man. And in the past... When I was when I was having friendships with uh, other males and stuff like that, I would stay too long. I would, I would keep loyalty too long to certain guys, and and I and I knew you know as I've been going to therapy and stuff, and I knew that all came from my my up and down confidence and stuff, you know. It would be times where it's just I was just dealing with too much crap from another guy that didn't make no sense. It really didn't make no sense. Dealing with other guys' egos and and their arrogance and even narcissism at times. Dealing with it too long because, you know, I wanted so much to have a a relationship with, you know, that male bonding relationship and just dealing with 
stupid, petty, immature crap. Um, and that's definitely since me and my dad has, has, has been getting closer and stuff like that. Like, I don't even deal with that crap no more. <laughs> but, you know, that just shows you how, like, you know, having, building that relationship back up or just, you know, just coming to terms with understanding who my dad is and how that relates to me and even just not even worrying so much about him, but focusing more on me and bringing the fullness and wholeness of me in that space where I don't even have to, you know, concern myself about what how he sees me or what he thinks or, you know, if he respects me and that like that, just building up that confidence in that space helped me in those, in those other relationships that I had with males. But, um, that's one thing that we talked about in that third recession, but we've been talking about, we've been focusing on my dad, uh, a lot lately in my therapy sessions. And that's definitely, um, great progress that you know I've been I've been making with that and like <laughs> um with my mom it's it's like a totally different thing and I've talked about this before on the podcast and how you know all through my life I always tried to seek uh attention from from women or when I was in relationships with women and stuff like that and how you know if I didn't feel affection or I didn't get the love that I wanted or get the things that I wanted um it would put me in bad spaces and stuff like that and it's almost like I was punishing myself with these situations and you know my therapist even pointed out the fact that with my relationship with my mom that since I dealt more with her because she was more hands-on when I was younger that you know this is going to be a much more um, not necessarily a difficult but I'm going to have to put in more work on that front. And my relationship with my mom is pretty much uh, like where all of this has come from as far as me not feeling seen and stuff like that because she's the one who I dealt with a lot. And it doesn't just manifest in, you know, in, like I said, intimate relationships and stuff like that. It manifests everywhere. It manifests like... It manifests at work. Um, it's manifests, like I told you, with um, my friends and stuff like that. And like I already said, like I I feel embarrassed even talking about it. Just like when I was talking about the the social anxiety, like I hate the fact that I had to talk about my I had to talk about social anxiety. And now I'm talking about this aspect 
of my healing or trauma <laughs> um, that I basically yearn. I was yearning, and I and I still from time to time yearn for other people's attention. You know what I'm saying? Or that affects me. You know. It's it's embarrassing as hell. It's embarrassing as hell to admit. Um, <laughs> but one thing my therapist said that I thought was real funny. She was like, "I want, I want to hide, and I also want to be seen at the same time." <laughs> and it was funny as hell because I I knew what she was talking about. You know, I want to be. I have my moments where I want to be seen, but the majority of the time I just want to hide. And it's because it's like I'm so worried and fearful of, you know, rejection. I'm so caught up into the rejection and and the neglect and stuff like that that I had in the past that, you know, it still haunts me to this day. You know, I'm worried about, you know really showing my my true self to to people because I'm worried about their response to it or if they're going to reject me, you know. And that's that's a struggle for me because I'm like teetering on both ends, you know. One end I want to hide and just, you know, just just be reserved. And that's why I was like when I when I had the episode on social anxiety, when I, I talked about being an introvert, and I, I questioned myself at times, and I'd be like, you know, am I really an introvert, or is this just, you know, the habit that I picked up from always being, you know, um, in the in the dark, you know, hiding myself, <laughs> you know, I have. My therapist was saying I have fear and I have desire. You know, I want to hide, but I want to be seen at the same time. Um, and it, it's it's a crazy process because, like, even over the years, as long as I can remember growing up, uh, being in high school, college, and stuff like that, I've heard people actually say that. they They get so confused, you know, because they... They want to know, they want to know about, they want to, you know, get to know me and stuff like that. But I'm so on the fence of of being worried about being rejected and stuff like that, that I don't really put myself out there. And that comes down to honestly, like me saying you can't see me. I'm not just talking to the people I have you know, relationships with. I'm talking to myself too, because that's ultimately what it comes down to. It ultimately comes down to me not seeing myself. I'm I'm not clearly looking at myself in the mirror and seeing myself. I'm afraid to see myself because I'm even afraid that I'm going to reject myself. And it's funny because even at times like when I want to act goofy, when I want to tell a joke and stuff like that, when I do it, I feel uncomfortable after I do it because I'm so nervous about 
what people's responses is going to be. It's just, it's a struggle. It's a, it's, it's a real struggle because I can literally be in a room with people or, you know, being at work and stuff like that or anywhere and just want to tell jokes and want to do this and do that. But it's just always something holding me back. It's always something holding me back. Um, but that just that just stems from, you know, my childhood. That's my, my inner child. My inner child is, is, is still sitting there afraid of being rejected, you know. Still afraid of being rejected. And my therapist was just telling me, you know, that I need to sit back and offer myself compassion. And a lot of times with me not seeing myself and feeling as though other people don't see me and stuff like that, I put myself in situations where um, I do things to like punish myself, you know, it's like a a self-punishment type of thing. I'll put my, I'll kind of do things or or say certain things and stuff like that because I'm so used to having this this feeling of rejection and not being seen and stuff like that, that I put myself in these situations uh, with myself and other other people that I have relationships with because it's something that I'm familiar with. I'm familiar with the punishment. I'm familiar with the rejection. Even though I don't want the rejection and stuff like that, I put myself in situations where I'm going to be rejected or I'm going to be neglected or I'm going to be chastised and stuff like that. And it's it's weird, but I understand what she was saying. And you know what I'm saying? I knew. Um, And she was just like, you know, I have to sit back more and, you know, offer myself compassion and and forgive myself and, and stop feeling so guilty about the things that I've done in the past even before, you know, I started going to therapy and I started understanding why I was doing some of the things that I was doing. You know, like when I've uh, been in relationships and I cheated and stuff like that, or when I've put myself in situations where I knew that um, I shouldn't be friends with a certain person or I shouldn't have these certain thought patterns and stuff like that, but I'll do it because I feel like I don't deserve any better, you know? And that's something that that we all do. And that's one of the reasons why I push myself to do this episode because, like they say, uh, relationships are are mirrors. And I see myself in so many people. I see some of the things. I get so uncomfortable and angry when I see people doing some of the things that I've done in the past or that I'm doing now that I'm self-aware of. And that's the key. You gotta be self-aware of the things you know. And it, it makes me so uncomfortable and angry. And it it also causes issues uh with the people that I'm dealing with, that I have relationships with, because I'll I'll project 
my feelings on them that I'm getting from when I see them do things that I've done or or I do in you know in the current state that I'm in now. And that and you know what I'm saying that's that's definitely not right. But that's something that that's something that we all do. The key is that you know I'm self aware of it, and not only having compassion for myself, I have to have compassion for for other people. And but the one thing that like I I keep telling myself not to do is to not try to to save or help everybody because everybody just ain't there yet. They not ready, and. You know, I can wait. I waste so much energy trying to help everybody else because I see myself in them that, you know, I'm wasting energy on them and I ain't doing it for myself. But, yeah, like I was saying about, you know, early when I was talking about Neptune and stuff like that, when I was talking about um, let go letting go of the need to define yourself and you know um explore different ways of being and that's something that I definitely got caught up into a lot you know when I was trying to get people to see me or you know feeling as though that people aren't seeing me and the things that I got to do and stuff I was I'll try to define myself to be a certain way that wasn't really me you know and that's something that we all do like they say people be front like, you know, people be fronting, people be trying to get attention and stuff like that. And I ain't going to lie, I've been there. You know, I've been there because I was trying to seek that attention from somebody else, trying to find happiness inside somebody else and stuff like that. And, you know, there was a quote from Oscar Wilde that says, to define is to limit. And that's just that's powerful because when you define yourself, you limit yourself. You know, you limit yourself to a definition that somebody else made up instead of, you know, being who you actually are. Because one thing that each of us has over the other is that we're all different. We're all, we're all unique. We're all uniquely made. But one thing that it's interesting though, even you know the fact that you gotta just focus on yourself and not worry about how people see you and stuff like that. It's still a difficult task because um even when even when you really being your true self at times it doesn't really matter because. You're still going to have expectations on you based off of what re- what relationship you're in and who that person is to you because of their own perception. And like I always say, we all go through stuff. Nobody is out here perfect. Nobody is out here whole. We all got stuff going on that we got to heal from whether you want to admit it or not. And all those things make up our perception. I can sit here right now and tell you 
the many ways that I've heard people perceive me. And it doesn't matter whether I'm my true self or not. Like, I've had plenty of people tell me how dope I am, how I'm a great person, how I'm an awesome person. I have people tell me how they think I'm a good person, but they feel like I can be even greater if I just be consistent or believe in myself. I have people who just blah, just want to be around me because they looking for something. I have people who just straight don't trust me, don't trust the word I say. No matter what I say, if I say the same thing that somebody else saying, they won't trust it coming from my mouth because their perception of me, you know? You can fill a room with 10 people and all 10 of those people going to perceive me in a different way. And that's why it, it actually, you know, despite whether you're your true self or not, you know, people going to have their perceptions of you based off of what they've gone through, you know? So you really do have to put the focus on just yourself. You have to put the focus on yourself. But even me saying that, though, like, depending on a relationship, I still feel as though that what that whatever relationship that is, you need, you have to have support. And what I mean by that is, is even though you're going through whatever you're going through, what you need to heal from, you know, if you in an intimate relationship with your significant other, despite the fact how that person perceives you, they still should be supporting you, despite, and that's where the communication aspect comes in and stuff like that. And the same thing goes for your relationship with your siblings and your parents and stuff like that. When it comes to your friends, yeah, maybe so, depending on how you really feel about that or whatever, because... Some friends, you're closer to some friends than you are to family. Uh, when it comes to people that you work with, I mean, it don't matter. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. Some people may feel different, but the whole point is, is that, you know, certain relationships require certain, certain things. And as easy as it is for me to sit here and say that, you know, well, people going to perceive you however the way they going to perceive you, so just go do your thing. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true, but there's still some concessions to that, you know? And that's just my opinion, you know? People, you know, like I said, people going to perceive it differently. But, <laughs> yeah, so the true self is always, you know... Whether you being your true self or not is is always gonna be still gonna be based off another person's perception, um, based off of what they gone through and those expectations. Even not even just you know expectations of others, the expect expectations you have for yourself. You know, um, you have to question the expectations you have for yourself at times because you never know how those expectations manifested in your in your thinking you know 
Because for a long time, I had an expectation of being this this one person, and <laughs> it didn't work out that way. <laughs> and, you know, I'm here now, I'm, I'm in therapy, got a good job, got a house, got people who love me, yeah, all that great stuff. But I, I definitely, when I was younger, had different expectations, and it was based off of certain things of, you know, my my upbringing. Good and bad. And even now, things good and bad. You know, I'm 38 years old. I'm not married. I don't have kids. You know, my expectation would have been, my expectation in the past would have been already, you know, did those things. But the stuff that I dealt with in my childhood, you know, warped my mind in a different way to have fear around around those aspects fear of rejection or fear of of loss or not being good enough and stuff like that you know so these are things that I'm I'm healing from and have healed from so you know you, we got to be careful about the expectations we put on others as well as the expectations we put on ourselves because We'll want to see ourselves in a different way or uh, the people we're in relationships with and they don't work out that way and, you know, we're beating them up for it and or we're beating ourselves up for it because that's, that's one of the things that I do a lot and my therapist, you know, talks to me a lot about it, about not beating myself up about things and... You know, being, like I said, offering myself compassion and forgiveness and just showing up, showing up for myself. And in those times where I'm feeling not seen and or I'm feeling not heard or I'm feeling like I need love, show up for myself. And there's many ways that I can do that, whether it's, you know, I go uh, meditate or I do something that will bring me some happiness or joy or, you know, um, anything, you know, write, journal, stuff like that. Just show up for myself. Just not, you know, jump to the, the, the patterns or the routines that I was so used to in the past, you know, the self-destructive ones. Um... Stuff is deep because, and this is why I was like, when I was finished with that therapy session, like I just felt, I just felt so damn overwhelmed, and I was just, I was just out of it, you know, just straight out of it. But like, it's a, it's a continuous job of just focusing on self and looking yourself in the mirror and. Being there for yourself because you spend the most time with yourself. And, you know, that that person, excuse me, that significant other, excuse me, that parent, that sibling, that friend is not always going to be there. So, you, you know, you have to learn how to show up for yourself. You know, th- that's why I say, like, I've, I've been loving this, this 
this uh, quarantine time because despite the fact that I've had my quarantine where I've had to go through some of these difficulties and these, you know, emotional uh, things, I've also learned, you know, things that bring me happiness and joy, you know, I've I sit in every day I sit in the damn house and blast music and I be up in this zone dancing and partying by myself. And I always say, you know, part of self-love is enjoying yourself. You have to enjoy yourself. If you can't enjoy yourself, you can't expect nobody else to enjoy yourself. You can't expect nobody else to enjoy your company if you don't enjoy your own company. And I've been learning how to enjoy my own company even more. Despite the fact that I spend an enormous amount of time by myself. <laughs> and that's another thing that um, I talked about in therapy as far as, you know, my inner child and stuff like that. I've gotten, I got so used to spending time by myself as a kid that, you know, that's a big part of my life now and something that, you know, I got to get out of. And I talked about it on uh, Living in Social Distance, that episode, about how my therapist and, and me were working together to make challenges for myself to go out and do more things by myself and, you know, to explore by myself and to figure out more things to about, you know, what I like and me just feeling more comfortable in my own skin and being out in the world by myself and, you know, just not having that codependency because, you know, not feeling seen and stuff like that is is codependency, you know. Me being codependent on, on other people to make me feel love and to make me feel happy and stuff like that. And, like, just dealing with this in therapy, my quarantine and even by myself, even before I had this particular therapy session, um, I'm learning more and more what I don't want to, f- <laughs> excuse the language, what I don't want to fucking tolerate um, in relationships. And even though I've always been an outspoken and a rebellious person, um, I've toned down the rebellious aspect and just being more uh outspoken and honest about how I truly feel and stuff like that. And there's just a lot of things that I don't want to fucking deal with in relationships. Intimate relationships, friendships, work, uh parent, sibling, it's just stuff that I know that I'm not gonna deal with no more and I don't want to deal with. And each and every day that I'm healing and I'm getting comfortable is the more and more I'm fine with moving on. Um from people, um, you know, meeting new people and learning how to cultivate uh, new friendships and just even just cultivate myself because um, over these past few months, I've seen how um, how I spent more time to myself and separated from certain people and how much more blessings that I've been getting in my own space and more comfortability with with myself and um even though it's not the focus I've been being seen more and more by other people based off of me separating myself and cultivating and 
progressing my own energy and my my own my own I want to pick the the best word for it and it's on the tip of my tongue my own being like I'm I'm doing it's not even it's, I'm it's less doing and more being you know I'm just being not focusing on what people going to think and stuff like that and I just I'm just feeling more more comfortable and I'm learning where to pick my battles and you know agree to disagree on things and just just show up for myself and just not put so much focus on you know requiring other people to be different and you know I know I'm a dope dude, man. I know I'm a I know I'm a great dude. I know I got a lot going for myself and like I always say, I'm just scratching the surface because there's so much stuff that I got written down that I that I wanna do, that I know I'm gonna do. And it's just a process of when I'm ready uh mentally to do those things that is gonna happen and it's gonna be it's it's gonna be great for me and, and these and in these moments of vulnerability on the podcast and stuff like that, I know are helping other people, but it's also ultimately helping me being more comfortable in my skin and being, you know, more confident and and being, you know, talking about who I am and showing who I am, what made me who I am and how I'm growing from that and stuff like that. So um, you know, I'm holding, I'm holding myself accountable, and I'm I'm learning how to rec- recognize my behaviors, and you know, offer myself compassion and and forgiveness, and 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 work through, and work through the 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 traumas and the the petty stuff, and just just. Being myself, just being myself, whatever that is, whatever that is, each and every day, because I, I'm, I don't, I'm tired of being defined. I'm tired of people worrying about how people see me or uh, how people think I should move, um, how people think I should think or feel and stuff. I'm just you know, doing what I want to do without it being rebellious, because boy, 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 <laughs> was I a rebellious child, and how it manifested in my early 20s, <laughs> but um, I appreciate y'all, and like I always say, download the podcast, Down, download the podcast, and after you listen, you can delete it. Um, just get my numbers. And even with like stuff with the podcast, and I'll be like, you know, share it and stuff. I'll be asking people to share the podcast on their social medias and stuff like that and share it with their friends and stuff like that. Like, I'm I'm stopping doing that because it's gonna be what it is. I know I got a powerful message. Um I've had plenty of confirmation that, you know, 
I'm going to be great through my words. And that's that's how I'm going to affect change within myself and the world. So I'm not going to ask people no more to share the podcast. It's, it's going to be what it is, you know. People have their own reasons why they won't share it, and I can't make nobody change it. So it is what it is. Um, I know I'm great. I know I'm dope. And I'm going to continue being that way. <laughs> I'm going to continue being that way and getting better and better and better and better and better at it. <laughs> um, yeah. So the podcast is on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. No YouTube this week. I got to get a new camera, man. I got to get a new camera, you know, so if y'all want to be generous and donate to my camera fund, I don't need a lot of money. It's just, you know, I know how to, I know how to work with, with the minimal. Um, you know, if y'all want to donate, just my cash app is RIP81. <laughs> It'd be wild when I see people, um, Throwing their cash up out there and stuff like that. But nah, go out there, support black businesses, support black podcasts, support support black people, support yourself. You are black. Support yourself. And for all those people who, who are listening to the podcast, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Thank y'all for, for listening. Um, as y'all know, every podcast I ended off with a, a song. So... I thought this one was appropriate, and this is a dude that I'm feeling right now uh, musically. His name is Lucky Day. This song is Misunderstood. Trying to be clear in my feelings, girl Maybe we're better misunderstood I've been overthinking We ain't really even got a name We'd be so much better misunderstood We'd be so much better misunderstood But you don't believe me I try to do it, I push them back anytime you come and see me. Is it mine or mine? All I know is it just feel right. Don't it feel right? Yeah. My thoughts doing what they wanna. Got me thinking that I might can't have it like I want you. Oh, you know I know that reasons. Holding back, I try to just give me deeper. We ain't gotta be up together, girl Maybe we're better misunderstood I've been trying to be clear in my feelings, girl Maybe we're better misunderstood I've been overthinking We ain't really even got a name We'd be so much better If y'all get a chance Go look up the lyrics to this song This song, this song is deep <laughs> Touch me. 
me and my whole mind just go blind Try not to think of my thoughts point away I'm missing you, but I got no right You're the only one I see so much for open minds Fighting, fucking, fucking fighting That's the way we love and damn I love you Playing games just to get a reaction Pushing buttons You know I'm never that crazy It's crazy cause I see a lot of relationships like this. I've been in relationships like this. You know, and that's why I feel like this song is relevant to the topic. You can't see me, you trying to be seen, and both sides trying to be seen. So it's just like, we just want to look at it like we, we just misunderstood. <laughs> You know, we just going agree to disagree. But you know, you so deeply invested into a person, you just you just can't let go and stuff like that. You love that person. It's, it's deep. We just gonna just look at it like we misunderstood. <laughs> I'm sorry I talked through the song, but I'm going to have to talk through some of the songs. Well, every song because. I don't want stuff to get flagged on Spotify, but you know, the song is misunderstood by Lucky Day, so you know, go listen to it after the episode go off, but I gotta talk through it. This whole album actually is a good album. It's called uh, Painting. Appreciate y'all. Taste to consider podcast.